Hello and welcome to Parently, where we tap into the unique experiences and perspectives of parents to celebrate the joys and honor the challenges of child rearing. With new interviews each week, this is a podcast for moms and dads seeking an empowering community and a little levity. Now here's your host, Kelsey Higgins. Hello and welcome to Parently. Today I am joined by my new friend, Tess Holman. Welcome to Parently, Tess. Hi, Kelsey. I'm so excited to be here. I am excited to have you on. Now, I asked you here to talk about something specific, which we'll get into in a moment here. But before we dive into that fun topic, let's learn a little bit about you. So tell me about yourself. Where did you grow up? Where do you live now? I grew up in upstate New York, a town called Oswego, so closer to Canada than New York City, Um, and then kind of lived a bunch of different places, but now I'm in Minneapolis, which is how we met. Um, It is how we met. We actually, we have a really weird story of how we met and it's actually really confusing. It, it's it's a confusing story to tell. So I think it's easier to just say I met your college roommate, right? And she introduced yep. us. Is that, is that the easy way to say that story? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Basically we just met each other through a bunch of coincidental things. But I'm That's glad. That's a good way to say it. Yeah. Who do you live mm-hmm. with? What what's your family unit? What uh what does that look like? I live with my husband. Um, We met in the Peace Corps. We both were in the same training group and decided we liked each other enough to stay together. And then um, we have two girls, a four-year-old and a one-year-old. The four-year-old is Genevieve and the one-year-old is Margot. And after we moved to Minneapolis at the end of 2019, uh, my parents decided they missed the girls so much that they followed us here. So my parents live about I don't know, like less than a 10 minute drive away, which I thought was, which I was scared for, but has been great. I was just going to ask how, how do we feel about that? Are we loving it? Are (laughs) we struggling? What's going on? I, I love it so much. And the independent part of me is like, no, you don't need anyone. Yes. Yes. I need people. Having my parents here has been so helpful and amazing. And I'm really grateful. And it and it's too, nice, too, to kind of become friends with them, like mm-hmm. take our relationship to a phase where we're all adults. And um, yeah, it's been surprisingly amazing. I, I couldn't agree more. My uh, my in-laws live locally and it's just if you taking a step back a little bit, if you think about just how in old society it, it literally was a village, right? Like your village raised mm-hmm. children and everyone was involved and everyone helped out. And it's become so much more um, siloed in like these yeah. family units. And it's hard. It's, it, it, it's yeah. really hard. Like the whole history of it is really amazing and how all of these things that happen in our society, I kind of associate it with the industrial revolution where, like mm-hmm. the 40 machines. hour work week. Well, there yeah. was only supposed to be one parent in the house working and one was always going to yep. be at home. Yep. Go test, go deep. I love your fun <laughs> facts. You've got a lot of information. Well, just like um, 
the same time, at that same time, this idea of rugged individualism kind of came, especially mm -hmm. in the U.S. and and along with that, that, this idea of the nuclear family, which was just, you know, whoever the parents or caregivers were and their children. So I think people didn't realize that they were siloing parents until it was too late and it was just how our society is. And so now we can look back and be like, oh, all these things fell into place to where we are, but how do we get to a place where we have more of a community? and? Mm -hmm. And it's not just something you can you can just say, oh, I I want, you know, a group of parents around me to support me or I want my family around me when they live across the country. It's not something you can just snap your fingers and build. So, right. I don't know. It's just it's crazy to look at the big picture and see how society has changed to get where we are now, where like it's weird that my parents live here. <laughs> Like yeah, that's yeah. an anomaly. <laughs> exactly. I think that's exactly like full circle. That's exactly the point I was trying to make. Like, oh, how nice that your parents live here and how do we feel about it? Like, like that was something to have, you know, conflicted feelings about. Right. Yeah. And, and I never took the time to really deconstruct why, why I felt this like urge to be independent and self-sufficient. Mm-hmm. And then becoming a parent and realizing that not only do I need help, I need to ask for help and mm -hmm. I need to be okay asking for help. And um, yeah, it's just been this wild journey of self-discovery. <laughs> totally. And the real kicker for me is asking for specific help, like what specifically I need help with. Because Oh my gosh, I know. We, you know, leaving it open-ended just is the opposite of helpful typically yeah. in my experience. Mm -hmm. Yeah, definitely. But how weird is it to be like, mom, can you do my dishes? <laughs> <laughs> I, I'm a 35-year-old woman, but can you please wash my panties? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, I get it. Yeah. Um, you mentioned uh, Peace Corps. I, I knew that about you, but let's spend a little bit of time talking about that. So why, just because I think it's cool, basically, why, why were you interested in Peace Corps? I didn't, part of it was, I didn't know what I wanted to do for a career because it's crazy that we expect 18 year olds to know what they want to do with their life. Amen. Um, <laughs> and I have always had this drive within me to give back and kind of be service oriented. Um, and I'm not personally religious. So the Peace Corps was a way that I could be mission driven and mm. give back and as well as learn about a culture and um, the cultural exchange is a big part of Peace Corps. It's not just like skills building. Right. Um, yeah, so I applied knowing that it was a long application process and, um, and got an invitation to leave in April. I was still in college, so I ended up graduating early and left when I was still 21, which is Again, as a parent, everything changes. Like I'm trying to imagine my girls as 21 year olds and then going to Botswana. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. At the time I was like, yeah, I'm an adult. Let's do this. Like, I'm just gonna, I'm just gonna pack my bags and go live somewhere else for over two years and not come home. So <laughs> no, wild. It's fine. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean, that's obviously could be its own podcast about like Peace Corps and service and living abroad. But it was um, 
yeah, I mean, it was literally a life-defining experience. And that's where you met Hubs? Yeah. So Daniel and I were in the same, um, the same training group. And so we trained in the same village for two-ish months and fell in love (laughs) and decided that we would try to stay together for the two years. And we ended up being placed in different villages. So it was like on a good day, it took 10 hours on two buses to get to each other's villages so um it was hard but worth it it worked out (laughs) can I can I ask you was it love at first sight (laughs) do you believe in love (laughs) I don't personally believe in it but I will say that we um that I like Facebook messaged him we had a Facebook group of everyone in our training group before we left Mm-hmm. And he didn't respond to me. <gasps> Daniel. Oh, rude. The nerve. <laughs> the absolute audacity. <laughs> oh, my gosh. But then he saw you and was like, dang, I should have responded yeah. to Tess. Yeah, that first night in country, he bought me a beer and monopolized my time. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. How cool. And then, yeah. so did you where were you before uh, Minnesota? Because you, you you and Daniel live somewhere else before that, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So from Botswana, we moved to Arizona and mm-hmm. then from Arizona to Massachusetts, Boston, and then here. And your daughters yeah. were born in where? Genevieve was born in Boston and Margot was born here. So the timing of all of that, let's talk about <laughs> that piece because I think that opens up the conversation that we're actually here to talk about unless I go on other tangents which is <laughs> highly likely but the timing of that you moved here in 2019 as everyone knows 2020 was a crazy freaking year mm-hmm. um, with the pandemic and so <laughs> did you have a chance to meet anyone like did you know anyone here before everything kind of shut down no not at all so we act we moved at the end of 2019 so early december and then we were with family for the holidays so we had i don't know two months here before everything shut down where we really could have made a network and i was working remotely at my old job back in boston so there wasn't any kind, there wasn't any natural way to meet people. Mm -hmm. And then the world shut, like literally shut down. So um, it was a really isolating time. I mean, it was for everyone. um, But even when people started to do things or the weather got warmer and you'd see friends out for a walk, it still was just our little family unit. Oh, which I mean, is a blessing, but let's get real. That is that's tough. You don't know anyone. You don't have any, any of that community, that social network to, to reach out to. So what did you do? And, and, and to give the listeners a a little bit more um, focus here of where I'm going to be taking this conversation eventually, (laughs) um, I asked Tess to come on to talk about building authentic friendships beyond the play date, which she totally came up with on herself because I was struggling with how to consolidate what we were talking about. And it's beautiful. So Tess, 
what, what did you do and, and how and when did you decide like, okay, I need to do something about this? I mean, there had to have been a time where you thought it was just going to be a couple of weeks and then it drug on and <laughs> drug on and drug on. Well, yes, but actually, um, I think my desire to build authentic friendships with other parents started with my first daughter. So back in Boston, before mm. anyone other than epidemiologists realized that pandemics could happen. Um, <laughs> before everyone knew Dr. Fauci. Yes. Um, when he was just slaving away in the lab unappreciated. <laughs> uh, <laughs> well, I had my first daughter and I was the first in my friend group to have a kid. And as any parent listening to this podcast knows, it is, it completely upends your world. Mm -hmm. um, and it's something that you don't really, there's no way to relate what it's like to have a newborn or a baby or any, even going through pregnancy. It's really hard to relate the feel the feelings that you're feeling when you're going through that, just because it's so unique, you know? Um, mm -hmm. So I, I was really isolated, um, especially during the um, fourth trimester when my husband didn't have a, lo a long time off of work. I think he only had two weeks. So he went back to work and I was just home with a newborn and none of my friends, even though they were supportive and lovely, they didn't know what I was going through mm -hmm. from a firsthand experience. And I didn't have a mom friend to talk to. Mm -hmm. And you know how helpful it is to talk to your own mom. We, I'm, you know, like talking about raising kids in the eighties and she's like, yeah, you had a pacifier till you were five or whatever, you know, <laughs> stuff you wouldn't do today. Or like you see pictures with the frilly things in the crib and you know, you have a heart attack about SIDS and everything. Exactly, so like, right. yeah. Or my mom, God bless her, love her so much. But she would say things like, oh, it's so much easier being a mom now because the car seat just snaps right in and out of the of the car seat base. And I'm like, And you mom. were like, yes, I was looking for an adjective to describe <laughs> being a mom. And that is it. <laughs> yeah. So all of that to say that I was really missing um, a connection with someone who could relate to what I was going through. Mm. And, and I'm not from Boston. So there was this dynamic also of similar to in Minneapolis that I was trying to create a community. Um, and I didn't know how to reach other parents. Mm. Were you ever successful in Boston or do you feel like you never really established that community? Yeah, I mean, um, I I made one good friend who is also a mom through the app Peanut. <laughs> hey, oh, that is one of the things I really want to talk to you about because yeah. I find it so interesting. Is now a good time to talk about it? Yeah, sure. Okay, so Tess is the first person I'd ever heard talk about Peanut. <laughs> so please explain this app. The best way I've heard it described is it's Tinder for moms. Love <laughs> so it. Love it. you open up the app and you have your profile and pictures and everything. And if you can swipe right or swipe left, if you want to like maybe be friends with someone or if 
you know, they, they make it nicer than I assume Tinder is. They're not like, no, I don't like this person. They're just like, maybe later. <laughs> um, <laughs> and then as a whole thing, if you match, it's like, you matched, ask them. And they give you all these little questions you can ask. And um, it's obviously awkward, but also awesome. I've met some really good friends on there. Yeah. Uh, so <laughs> you, met, you met your Boston mom friend on Peanut. I did. Yeah. Can we, I um, ask this? Is mm-hmm. it hard to match with people or is it kind of like dating like it depends on how selective you are okay well yeah i assume if you swipe left on everybody you won't make any friends but it is so like it's easy to match with people i've found because everyone is there for a similar purpose to make a friend Mm -hmm. um but you i literally went on on dates with people like and some of them were fun and some of them weren't. And sometimes I texted the person to be like, we should get together again. And then it was like, crickets, crickets. Oh, oh no. <laughs> it's like you ghosted. Yeah. And, you know, that's just part of trying to find your tribe, right? Like, you're going to meet people that you're like, oh, that was nice. But we didn't, you know, it's not, she's not going to be my new best friend. Um, so, Yeah. God, but, there's like a whole there's a whole layer to this of rejection that I didn't even consider. <laughs> I'm trying to think of how the best way to put it because I honestly don't think anyone has bad or mean intentions. Right. I think but I think it's again everything when you are ta- also taking care of children is hard. So mm. keeping up with an app that you chat with other moms with it's hard when you have a lot of other things going on. So I never take it personally if like things don't work out or we don't keep talking or whatever, because everyone has a lot on their plates. Oh, that's very mature of you to say. <laughs> I'd be like, hello. Um, <laughs> excuse me. <laughs> Hang out with me, please. <laughs> um, okay. So let me ask this. When you're when you're on there and you, you were swiping left, right, whatever, <laughs> what are some different things that were important to you? What were those things that would make you swipe? What is the good one, right? Swipe right? Yeah, I, I think so. Yeah. Um, so one, eventually I had to set myself some boundaries because especially in um, in Minnesota, there are so many people on it. Um, it's, it's really cool. Um, so I started, you know, making it only looking in South Minneapolis because those are people that I would most likely be able to like drive to see rather than, you know, spending 45 minutes in the car. Um, if people don't have a little bio written, I don't swipe right because I don't know enough about them. Um, Ah. so yeah, there's, there's little things, um, and some people, some people have bios where I'm like, oh, I, I really want to know this person. So, um, so yeah, that's what I mostly go off of. But if you want, I can open up the app and tell you a little bit about what's on there. Please do. I would love, yeah. I would love to hear more about Peanut. I think it's yeah. so interesting. And I like what a innovative idea, whoever came up with that. Yeah. It, it it is. I've really enjoyed enjoyed using it. Does it, um, it cost money? How do they how do they make money as a business? Do you know? 
it doesn't cost money. They do have, um, they have like, I don't want to say support groups, but more like information groups or like live. Yeah, I'm looking right now. They have a live now thing, which I'm not on social media, but I guess on like Instagram and other places uh, you can go live. Yeah, so it's okay. stuff like that. I don't know. Um, I haven't noticed ads, so I'm not sure how they make money. Interesting. They're question. probably just selling your information to people. <laughs> Undoubtedly. <laughs> um, so yeah, it has your name, where you're from, about your kids, what you're here for. So like I on mine, it says I'm here for support, meetups, meet other women. You can have your interests and little questions you can answer like, I really admire this or my favorite thing to do is this, that kind of stuff. So it, because it defines like what you're looking for, like in a, I, I act like I know what Tinder is. I don't, but I think you can stay <laughs> in there if you want like hookups or relationships or whatever, right? Mm-hmm. So it's yeah, kind of, so. It's kind of similar. <laughs> yeah. It, I also don't have never been on Tinder, but um, yeah, you say what you're there for, what your interests are. This is going to make me sound like such a dork, but I actually have had so much fun making my profile and being like, <laughs> am I outdoorsy or adventurous? Or <laughs> Who am I really? It was kind of, I don't know if you're this kind of person, but I love taking personality tests. Oh, so it was just doesn't? like, everyone likes oh talking God. and learning about themselves. Everyone does. Yes. So um, it kind of had that vibe to it. I was like, how would I describe myself? <laughs> we'll be back after a short break. Today's episode is sponsored by Strip. After several months of maternity leave, I am back to work, which means I'm also back to wearing makeup. Well, I do enjoy wearing makeup. I have never enjoyed the process of removing it at the end of the day. Until now, I've been using a new product I love called Strip. It does more than just remove your makeup, though it does do that well. It is skincare that truly nourishes your face with nutrients and vitamins, leaving behind noticeably healthier looking skin. It's made up of clean ingredients and it doesn't have a zillion steps that, frankly, I just don't have time for. I've even shared it with family and friends and we all agree it leaves your skin feeling so soft and looking replenished. My favorite product is the Caviar Jelly Remover. It removes my makeup while hydrating with these fun bursting nutrient bubbles. Support your favorite podcast with an awesome product. Check out Strip and use my discount by visiting stripyourmakeup.com forward slash apparently strip your makeup not your skin now back to Parently with your host kelsey higgins so you had that one good friend in boston that you met mm -hmm. through peanut and then you moved to minneapolis and the and the pandemic hit yep and so you fired up old peanut again i did because um you know, that first year, people did a lot of what they called bubbles, where, you know, they would have their certain friends or other families that they would play with just to, like, keep their exposure down, um, mm -hmm. but still be able to do things. Yeah. So um, I did connect with one woman, um, and we kind of bubbled 
together. Um, and so we would, you know, take our girls to, she had a daughter as well. So we would take our girls to do outside stuff together. Um, nice. Yeah. Because again, just going back to being in a new place and I, you know, I had my second daughter. So again, feeling a little bit isolated just from new parent, you know, having a new baby and then, and then the pandemic on top of it. Sure. My follow-up to that is like this, this woman, for example, or maybe you want to speak more generally, did you meet her solo first or was it like, let's do a play date or how does that all play out? Most of the times, actually, every time I've met someone in person um, off of Peanut, our kids have also been there. And I think I would guess most people do that. It kind of takes the pressure off if your kids Mm -hmm. can play together. Um, Mm -hmm. For example, the friend that I made in Boston off of Peanut, we ended up going rock climbing together like every other weekend, which obviously we did not do with one and a half year olds. Right. So it turned into something that was beyond the play date. <laughs> and then yeah. um, you know, I've I have um two good friends here in Minneapolis off of Peanut and they're in a book club with me. So I'm in that book club too. And what I like about it <laughs> is you don't even have to read the book. They'll still let you come. <laughs> what kind of book club would keep you out for not reading the book? I would not want to be involved with that. Not one I want to be associated <laughs> with. Absolutely not. Like, can I just come for the Prosecco and brunching, please? Thank you. It's all about the conversation. <laughs> I, hey, I still learned a lot about the book. And I might still read it. So there you go. There we go. I, you know, it was beneficial <laughs> for me too. I maybe didn't add a lot to the the conversation, but that's okay. You know, everyone's got to take a back seat sometime. <laughs> I mean, we only talked about the book for maybe seven minutes. So, <laughs> and we were there for two hours. <laughs> I, I think that's a pretty accurate ratio. Yeah. Um. So yeah, I I've been able to kind of the women that I really connect with, I've been able to, to just do, you know, adult friend things, which mm-hmm. for me is, is what I, what I need. So it's been really nice. Let me ask you this. Has there ever been a situation where either your kids really get along and you just aren't vibing with the mom or you and the mom are vibing and the kids just <laughs> don't play well together. I haven't, I haven't run into the latter. Um, Genevieve just could play with anyone probably because she, you know, didn't see friends for a year. So now she just loves everyone. Um, And then, yeah, I mean, there was one time I met up with a woman and her daughter at, at a little coffee shop and the daughter she was a little kid right this is what little kids do but she was literally like throwing toys across the the coffee shop and the I mean that's how it is when you bring your your child to somewhere in public but um that that was an instance where I think 
Genevieve was just like, I don't, I don't understand how this kid is acting right now. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know what to do. And that was also an instance where I, I texted the the woman afterwards and was like, hi, we should, or like, Hey, it was so nice to meet you. We should get coffee again. And, and she didn't respond. So I was like, Oh yeah, I don't, I don't think our kids were a good match. <laughs> ah, so that kind of brings me to my next question. And maybe you already answered it, but like, what are, are there other quote unquote obstacles that you encountered in in either this um courting stage or <laughs> actually meeting up with folks there's i mean the scheduling is really hard which is such a lame uh, excuse but you know everyone is very busy mm-hmm. um and quite frankly once my kids go to bed, most of the time, I do not want to leave my house again. Ditto. So like there have have absolutely been times where it's like, oh, let's get a go get a glass of wine, you know, on Tuesday. And the day comes and I'm just like, you know what? I do not have the capacity to do this right now. Mm-hmm. And so then it kind of fizzles out and that's my fault. But you know what? That's that's who I am. That's where I am in life right now. Mm-hmm. Sometimes I just have to bail at the last minute (laughs) I know that's so terrible no I I totally get that I kind of liken it to like when I used to go to an office and as soon as I got home it was like sweatpants on bra off kind of a thing Mm -hmm. and then once you get into that mentality it's hard it's hard to adjust and and so now that I work from home I just never put a bra on no I'm just kidding (laughs) I usually put a bra on but it's it's there is something to be said about that like once you're home and the 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 work of the day your personal work whatever that is and the kids are down and once that's all done I personally have found that that me time is so important and it, it feels like you're sacrificing by filling it with other things. Right. And if you're sacrificing that me time for someone you've never met, it's really hard. Yeah, totally. I mean, that's that's kind of what's so hard about making friends as an adult is like, how do you get to the point where you've built up enough rapport and trust and like equal liking each other that you'd be willing to go back out at 8 p.m. after a long day to like chat with them? And if you've never met someone before or met them once, that's so much harder than if, you know, think about when we were at school or working in an office job, you see these people all the time. So you're like, oh my gosh, I really want to tell so-and-so this story. Like, mm-hmm. But then when you're an adult in a new city or going through a new life experience and trying to meet new people, like you don't have that trust there. So it's mm-hmm. really easy to just say not tonight. And yeah, yeah, that's that's a in my book a really high bar. Like I I don't see some of my best friends who live 20 minutes of me for months. Right. Because it's just we're busy and we're tired. Yeah. <laughs> that's, that's all there is. And I feel like unless you and this is what my friends and I do we schedule things like months in advance, like, Hey, this Saturday (laughs) in June, can we all see each other? And and that's just how it works. I, so I can see where like this last minute, like, Hey, you want to grab a glass of wine on? That's not me. I think I would struggle with that. It's just, it's just hard (laughs) to make, it's just hard to like 
we have so many things as parents that we have to prioritize because these little humans would either kill themselves or die without us like mm-hmm. literally are destructive um well let me ask you this <laughs> why yeah. why do we do it and why so why do you do it like what piece are you missing what what are you searching for in these friendships so for for me personally i think part of me is an extrovert so i get a lot of really good energy from a good conversation Mm. like when we get off this call i'm gonna be like bouncing off the walls Um, (laughs) hey i'm gonna take that as a compliment thanks girl absolutely yeah um so part part of that is just my intrinsic personality mm-hmm. um but i don't know friend I, friendships you just can't replace them with anything else mm-hmm. and there's something i love the feeling of bringing people together like for our book club that was the best feeling oh my god um, you're gifted at it you do an awesome oh, job thank Truly. you I can't, I, I just told you how much I like, don't like doing things, you know, <laughs> whatever. And I, I was excited, you know, and yeah. you, you do a really good job of bringing people together. I will say that. Well, thank you. Um, so yeah, I find a lot of joy in that and a good conversation. So going beyond the surface, finding ways that you relate to someone even though you come from different places in the world mm. i don't that's like a really cool thing about being a human mm-hmm. you know mm-hmm. i just find it fulfilling on like a very core level of yeah. my being <laughs> a very like fundamental human level. yeah um, yeah. let me ask you this i'm gonna go back to peanut real quick well not necessarily mm-hmm. peanut but were there any other I mean peanut was obviously has been very successful for you has there been any other methods that you used to to try to find some new friends like did you go to a park and and sit down next to someone (laughs) a few times I've I've tried to make friends more organically and it hasn't always worked um but Beth another one of the women at our book club we met because we both signed our kids up for this outdoor play group mm. last summer, pandemic summer. So it was like one of the safe things we felt we could do. Mm-hmm. And and yeah, we just kind of bonded and, and we didn't really talk about anything of consequence, but we exchanged numbers and now we hang out all the time because she lives down the block from me. Um, so convenient. Yeah. And then one time I signed, I signed Genevieve up for like T-ball when she was three. So, okay. Uh, now, first of all, so cute. Um, I would like to, before you begin this conversation, I would like <laughs> you to know that my son starts T-ball in like two weeks and he's two and a oh half my and my husband and I are Yay. like, how does that even work? It, um, I mean, most of the time it doesn't. <laughs> Okay, cool. Cool. Glad we spent money on that. (laughs) No, it's so cute. And all the kids had so much fun, but it was really funny. There was a a lot of time spent giving each kid a chance to run around the baseball diamond, but it was really funny 
and I really want to hear what August does because like especially the little boys would just run into the field and keep going (laughs) (laughs) and their parent is like running after them like Jason Jason come back (laughs) and they're just booking it across the park so it was so funny actually yeah that'd be awesome yeah so it was really fun um I'm sorry, I interrupted your story. So you signed her <laughs> up for T-Ball, and this is about you, yes. not me. No. <laughs> um, and there was um, one of the other kids seemed like her and Genevieve would be good friends. So um, afterward, most of the kids and their families would go to the playground after T-Ball practice. Um, and I just went over and was like, hey, would you want to be friends? <laughs> And she was really nice. And we exchanged numbers. It was to the, actually, it was, I think I talked to the dad first, but it doesn't matter. Um, And we exchanged a couple of texts and nothing happened of it. But I was really proud of myself for just walking up and being like, hi, I know this is completely out of left field, but I'm new to Minneapolis and our girls might get along. So. Absolutely. Look at you vulnerable. Yeah. Yeah, I, th- I I don't know. It didn't work out this time, but maybe sometime it will. Yeah, so. and shoot your shot, right? <laughs> yeah. There's a couple more just general questions I want to ask you before we get wrapped up here. Um, the first being, what's your favorite part about being a mom? Oh, my gosh. Um my favorite part of being a mom <clears throat> is when both of my daughters climb on me and they both look at each other and start laughing. And they're just like, their faces are together with mine and they're just laughing with pure joy. Oh, <laughs> I love that visual. Yeah. What a sweet, sweet, sweet. I hope that never ends, but <laughs> it probably, I, that can't translate to teenage years. I don't know. <laughs> We'll see. I'm going to do my best, but I'm that's part of part of growing up is being an a-hole. <laughs> I a, amen. I wouldn't have wanted to parent me as a teenager, that's for sure. Yeah, no way. What what do you find the most challenging part of being a mom? I think for me it definitely changes as there are different um ages and different different challenges with actually parenting a child of a certain age with emotional needs. Mm -hmm. Um, But I think if I had to pick a challenge that kind of transcends a certain age, again, I I feel like it has the potential to be really isolating. Mm -hmm. Um, Even if you have a good friend group, I think there are ways that especially moms are expected to do so much and keep so much in their mind and kind of be the leaders. And and that's not, it doesn't have to be unique to moms at all. Um, in my experience, most of the women I know who are moms feel like they're also carrying that mental load. Yep. So I think that can be in a way really isolating that you feel like, you know, I don't know, like the captain of a ship in a storm, you know? Yep. It's, it's exhausting also because it's just, it's hard to 
to put value on the mental load. Mm-hmm. And, and it's hard for people and or spouses, nudge, nudge, <laughs> to understand what you're talking about when you say, you know, when, when you try to explain what that is and what that means. Yeah. Yeah. They, um, there's, there are some really great articles out there. So my, when I'm feeling really sassy, I'm usually like, you can use Google. Wow. <laughs> Find those articles. Yes. <laughs> I like the spicy. I, I, I feel like unless I Googled, um, printed it out and, <laughs> and put it like in his, I don't know, in his bed and made him read it before he go to sleep. I, I, I'm impressed that your husband will do that. I mean, I don't know if he does, but the message gets across. <laughs> <laughs> and you feel better regardless of the result. Exactly. That's awesome. Tess, I have had just a delightful time speaking with you, as always. Was there anything that you wanted to talk about that I didn't ask about? I don't think so. This has been so much fun. I'm really glad that you asked me to come on. Oh, of course. I'm glad you said yes. It's uh, it's it's always kind of a weird thing to ask someone because everyone has very different comfort levels and you know it's I don't I don't want to get rejected and so (laughs) it's a part of the business for me I I understand that but I I get so excited when folks who I think will be really good guests say yes so thank you is it kind of like asking someone to go on a mom date with you (laughs) Uh, look at that full circle full circle that's what I'm about baby (laughs) yeah yeah it's uh it's got to be real similar and you know what'll be real awkward is if you never text me back again after this after this episode you never hear about book club next month you're just like guys guys are we are is are we reading a book what happened (laughs) I promise I'll read it this time hello I promise I won't ghost you. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you. I appreciate it. And and to all of the listeners, thank you for joining. I invite you to tune in again next week for another insightful conversation. And if you haven't already done so, please be sure to subscribe, rate, and review. See you next time.